There must be a better way. There must be a better way to describe things, to arrange words in a new way, to use words to take you to a place beyond words. There must be. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with Philip Hall. And this is Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because we're real church matters how are you bro i'm doing great doing good mm-hmm. long time yeah <laughs> it's been a minute how are you i'm i'm uh i'm asking for the, the the people who haven't heard you in a minute oh i mean i'm i'm here i'm i'm learning to be here i just think that's that's Especially during these times, it's very important to just make sure you you hear uh, and where God placed you at. You know, not really pushing and pulling to, to be somewhere that you're not supposed to be. Yeah, that's a lot. That was deep. That was man. I never got a a real church, a real church matters in the middle of the intro. But I, I know. I'm sorry, but that was good. No, you asked me the same question twice. I and did And I said great the first time You did And I don't like small talk <laughs> But it's all about, Small talk isn't in the amount of words Cause you said something very simple But it meant a whole lot You said I'm here I'm here Here that go to the fact that you're just grateful to still be here You know Having dealt with COVID Yeah It could be the fact that you understand how present you need to be in the moment Not thinking about Other things The future Or the past yeah. And then like you said The last one Is not trying to be Anywhere you, you ain't supposed to be But being where God has you Yeah That's, that's big That's a little Three pack right there <laughs> I'm here I right, man We I mean that's a little Mini podcast But If we ain't have Something juicier To talk about I would stick there But <laughs> You got me licking my chops about this one But uh, housekeeping Realchurchmatters.com Go on there and listen Wherever you listen to podcasts You can go there as well Real Church Matters Thank everybody that's listening Obedience over audience Let's get to it Brother I'm glad to have you here It's always good to have uh, conversations with you We've been having a lot more of them Lately Yeah It's a blessing I miss I miss that You know It's always good to have that Um But You said something And I, I I'd rather you Phrase it again Cause I don't wanna get it wrong mm-hmm. But we were talking And you said something and I said, let's put a pin on it and let's talk about it on the podcast because I've heard that question in different phrasings. Yeah. <laughs> and never as eloquent as you said it. Yeah. But the same frustration that people has have was shared. So go ahead. Uh, basically, what good is this power of God if it's not powerful enough to change everyone around us. And be clear, when he says this power, he's not saying it in a scoffing way. No, absolutely not. He's saying it in the way of this power. 
that we say we have as believers. Absolutely. I guess before we answer the question, let's define what you mean by this power. I'm talking about the God who created everything. I'm talking about the God who um, orchestrated, like, sending his son here. He orchestrated miracles. He orchestrated all kind, like, I mean, destruction. And, well. and uses vessels, uses people as vessels of this power. Absolutely. And brought his son to earth. My man turned water into wine, but he also turned sinners into saved. And we had that same power. He turned sick into healed. And we believe we have that same power. But yet, I'm 34 years old. And I've I seen a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> You ain't see a lot of power. I ain't see a lot of power. And Hold on. Real church matters. <laughs> I I just and, and it's not to even be judgmental more than it is to to just talk about what I've seen. Like it almost start to make the Bible seem mystical because these things don't exist in real time no more. Like and I ain't talking about miracles. I'm talking about just the power and authority that people walked in, even the fearlessness. Uh, when I read the word, like. It's not synonymous of what a Christian is right now. Yeah. And the reason I said I've heard this question fashioned in other ways is because this question usually comes to me as, if God's so powerful, why he ain't doing nothing in my life? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how I usually hear it fashioned. This way is fashioned in a way that actually can suss some power and truth from it. But they're asking the same thing. Yeah. Where the power at. In my response to that, Philip, which came immediately when you said it, yeah. is, bro, I always felt that way. Right. And I always look outward. But I had to think for a second. The power that I expect to work through me, I've never let work in me. Yeah. And so... The name of this podcast is going to be You First. <laughs> yeah. Immediately when you said that, I, the amount of stuff that those believers had to go through to access that power yeah, was, was unbelievable. Big facts. Real, real church matters. Yeah. And I, I mean, I didn't think that until just now. Just when now. You, when you said it. Because, like, there were... There was, and I don't want to bring up like a King Arthur, but it, it's like, it's <laughs> no, like, go ahead. It's, it's, it's like, it's like in order to like benefit from this power, even though like people could, could know it exists. Yes. And they could walk past it and they could read about it. But in order to obtain it, you there is some like. It only, it, the, the, Jesus said it. He said, and this will be the source scripture for this podcast. He said, this kind cometh by fasting and prayer. He was talking about somebody being healed. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there was an issue and the disciples tried to do it and they couldn't. He said, this kind cometh by fasting and prayer. It's the work that you do in you is what precedes the work that comes through you. Yeah. And I sat for many years 
doing no work. And the reason why I want to talk about this, too, is because it tied in with our other conversation yeah. about workmanship. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? The integrity of our power can be seen in our workmanship. Right. We don't take pride in working in us. But then we get mad when nothing's working through us. Right. We get mad when we don't change environments and atmospheres, when we don't even have the power to change ourselves. Right. We haven't accessed that. I haven't reached out and sought God to change me more than I have to change my situations. Right. Right. And that's scary. That's scary that we have got, we have been at that place and we've, it's the elephant in the room. Cause you asking a question that all of us is asking. Yeah. Every single day. You look around, you see things happening and you're like, what, what is the church doing? It gets, you know, it gets weird. It's just get, it get weird because it's like, you gotta figure it out. As a as a as a a, per, a young man grew up in church, you see all these things and you gotta put them all together in your head. You gotta put put together why, you know, they talking about healing and stuff, but you seeing Christians die, and then you gotta put together like divorce and families breaking up, and you gotta all these all these things, and you gotta make heads or tails of how much do we have power over. And what do we, don't we have power over? Yeah. And for the things that they say we have power over, some most of the time ain't the things that we could actually have power over. Right, because there's these jurisdictions, bro. Yeah. These these things that we have power over, and there's these things we don't. Yeah. Then there's these things that we're supposed to yield power to God over, that we have the power only in who we give that power to, but we don't have the power in and of ourselves to do it ourselves. Right. It's all these little tricky things, but we need to have these conversations. So I say, let's start with the whole sickness thing. When people are sick, when things happen in our bodies, people ask, why don't we have the power to heal people? Well, there's a a tricky thing here. Yeah, because it depends on what we're talking about healing. What we're talking about healing. And our perception of healing aren't. Is isn't is all everything we we assess with the Bible? A lot of times we think it's physical, and it's really it's really not. Some things are spiritual, but some things are physical. Yeah, and I have been given power over the physical. So, somebody gets diagnosed with cancer, they don't know where that cancer came from. They can tell that person, ask them, did they smoke? Did they this? Did they that? Those things will predispose you to cancer, but they don't guarantee you will get it. Yeah. No more than it guarantees that you won't. You know what I'm saying? You can live a healthy life, juice your whole life, and still end up with cancer. So who decides? It's it's in God's power. It's his jurisdiction. Exactly. But then there's other things. I got got type 2 diabetes. Yeah, you got power over it. I got power over that. You know what I'm saying? It's not no cut and dry thing here. Yeah. And they can say, well, there's tons of people that eat all crazy and they never get diabetes. That's grace. Awesome. But all I know is I had the power to put myself either in the best position I could or the worst position I could. Understanding what naturally I am predisposed to because I am in a certain weight. Yeah. And it's a a certain disgust that you that that God could feel it's not written but if we take the choice out of his hands like you get what i'm saying like i i 
along the lines of suicide. And things it's, of that sort. it's it's written. Yeah, it's just it's just you know when we just decide to just destroy everything around when we, us. When we talk about do not be deceived, God is not mocked. What do you think mocked means? It's it's different. It's no different than if you you told your kids to do something. You're wielding a what power. Yeah. When they don't do it, they're what? Mocking you. They're calling your bluff. They're saying, I like to see you try. They never say it out their mouth, but their body language says, I like to see you try. They've been telling us since the beginning of time, we reap what we sow. We go ahead and, and reap. We go ahead and sow. When every time we sow, knowing that we reap what we sow, we sow bad and ask God and beg him for good. We mock them. Yeah. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's a power in there that we have, but it's not ultimate power. Yeah, it's it's, it's delegated power. Everything is delegated. God, He, when, when I speak about like being powerless, it, it, like I, I firmly believe that in order to get this delegated power, like we we. A lot of times it's spoken as if we, as soon as we get saved, we have it. Yeah. We we obtain this authority, even though God, I feel like God entrusts us based upon the relationship we have with him. Like we, he can't just like give certain, certain, certain things to us, even wisdom, certain things or, or even, uh, understanding, awareness, awareness, awareness yes. all those things like a lot, a lot of times we are when we when we become aware of certain things, it destroys us because we don't use the wisdom that God gave us as well. Which touches on when we was talking about discernment. Yeah, like discernment is the un, the ability to know how to use information. Yeah. So there's certain things that God will make clear to you. He'll make you aware of because He trusts you with. The ability to know what to do with that information. It's never to destroy. It's never to destroy. It's never to exploit. It's never to manipulate. And those are all the things that humans use things for. One of the biggest things in growing up in church, and I don't, I mean, what is offensive or not? It's just like the whole standing up pregnancy thing is always, was always weird. Yeah. For, for me, uh, we come see. from a culture, and I know this is for everybody that's listening, it may not be what happened in your church culture. But we're going to give you some clarity to what happened in the church culture we were in. And it happened in multiple churches, not just the one. Absolutely. It just happened to be in the network of churches that we attended attended and grew up in. Part of what they understood was that you stand young women up when they get pregnant out of wedlock and you make open shame of them. It was, I mean, as a child, it was weird. (laughs) Because I I didn't... you always ask the opposite questions, like so. Why don't everybody have to apologize? Why, like those? those yeah. Why things. don't Sister So So got stand up and say I was gossiping about y'all? Yeah. I apologize. But those are real questions. Like sometimes it pays to be ignorant because you 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 don't know th- those things is not written. And I'm I'm lately I've been like digging into it because I really want to get to know God in a, in a real way. Because I really want to know why I don't have that power, why I don't have that wisdom, why I don't have that understanding, yeah. why I don't even love 
his will for my life. Yeah. Like to to like all these things have been like I don't want to say tormenting, but really been it on my mind. Pressing thoughts. Like that. But that's why I did that song, bro. Because yeah. it's like I'm laying out all these things because these are the cons- the things that we're asking people to consider. Yeah. But these are the things that people don't consider they put out of their mind. Yeah. You we don't we don't love spinning. They time say that's that's not faith. To think like that, that's not faith. No, that that's actually the reason to need faith. So for everybody that's putting these thoughts out of their mind saying, I don't want to feel bad about the things I did. I don't want to be aware of the things I'm doing. And I don't want to be concerned with what I'm what the future has for me because of what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't want to think about none of that. I just want to go. And then the only time people talk about power is to the power to fix things. Yeah. And that's where it gets scary too. Because we just want a janitor. Yeah, to clean to clean up the mess. I had an interesting conversation. Uh, uh, I forget where, but uh, just just in talking about uh, us as humans. Yeah, and you know it was brought up about race and how certain things are in the history books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you know my response was like, man, like I don't think we would put. What uncle such and such did to uh, niece this, or <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't put it like we had to write our history. We wouldn't put it in the book, and I was like, it's really a character trait, like a really like a humanistic thing, rather than a racist thing, like to want to erase something that's happened because or fix something. What's the use in being good if it could, I can just seem good? Yeah, right, and. That's all people care about. That's why I say this, everything's about fixing. They just want Olivia Pope in the sky. But, but Every, the power reveals that. The yeah. ability that everything is falling apart around you, the ability that you, the kid, the kids that you birth aren't a reflection of God. They, people think that they're actually wielding power when they can hold things together. It's still falling apart. But it's still falling apart. I'm just holding it together enough where the only people that see it's falling apart is the people inside it. No. Everybody sees it. They think they don't. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, that, yeah. it's that thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think they don't. I mean, I was I was the same way. I was, I was the same way. Yeah. I thought I was holding it together. And that's why I always liken my life before God and my the moment I he gave me that awareness to when I was at school whole day. Come home. Antoinette said, you got a hole in your pants. I immediately thought about everywhere I went that day. Yeah. It wasn't no little hole. It's a huge hole. It was a whole huge, fam, huge hole. You know what I'm saying? It's, and the more you thought about those places you've been, the, more, the worse you probably felt. Felt even worse because I thought about all of those places where I was exposed, yeah. who saw it, and how they felt about what they saw. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't care about the hole in the pants. I don't care about fixing it. I care about who saw it. Right? Right. The minute I got to a maturity to understand that it don't matter what people see, I got to a place where it mattered what I saw. Because that's the person who can actually have godly sorrow. 
Right. The person who cares the, how they look to themselves. You know, that's what awareness is. Yeah. If I had to give it to you, real, real church. Oh, true awareness that God gives is the pe- when you realize how you look to you and you're not okay with that. You're not. I wish I could say true awareness is when you you are paying attention to how God sees you. No. It's really about how you see yourself. Right. Go back and read Psalms 51, guys. When you hear David and he like, oh, wretched man. that I, you know I mean, not, he didn't say that. He he was like, don't take your spirit from me. I'm this, I'm that. He was, he was godly sorrow because he knew this God saw what he saw. You, you get what I'm saying? Like the awareness. Of, I, I don't care what God sees if I don't see it. Right. I only care what God sees because I see it. She told me something, gave me awareness. Now I care about what they saw. But when that turns to I care about what God saw because I see it and I don't like it. We all ran into people. Yeah. Well, we show them something's wrong and they be like, that's not I wanted it like that. And you're like, oh, my bad. Hey, you know, you're, you're, you're behind hanging out. Hmm. Like, hey, you know, you're you're missing half your eyebrow. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I wanted that. That's the people we come in contact with. Those are the people that saying, "Where's God's power?" Yeah, the people who mock him, who tie his hands. He can't use his power. He can't be the power in their life because the power that he has is the power to change. He changes someone so that they can use the power that changes them to change those around them. You want to know why the churches have no power? Simple. There's no powerful people there. They haven't did the the, the work. What's the work? You get a guy. He comes to Jesus. He says, I've done this, this and this. Jesus says, oh, that's awesome. Now give me all your riches. He walks away sad. Why? Because he was strong in one area and weak in another. And when we have those weaknesses, those weaknesses prevent God from being strong in our life. So he had to walk away, not getting the, the thing that he wanted from God because he not because God said no, but because he refused to let God be God. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he, he didn't tell you what would happen if you gave all your money. This guy didn't even go as far as ask, what do I, if I give you all my money, will, will I eat? Yeah. Will I be clothed? He didn't go that far because he didn't care about those things. He cares about the money. That's it. The money. Church don't got no power because they don't care about being changed. You yeah. care about getting things. Two guys, their mother walk up to Jesus and say, where are they going to be in heaven? Oh, I don't know if you'll be in heaven. Yeah. Because if that's your focus, you know what I mean? Like we neutralize God. We diminish his power because we're not the first partakers of it. When Philip and four say, I want to I want to be effective in this world. 
That means that Philip and Forrest are committing themselves to let God be effective in them. To do what Jesus did. He was blindly obedient to his father. He did everything he told him to do. In those ways, he showed power. And in other ways, he didn't. Right? Yeah. Sitting on a cross and they like, come on, get yourself down. Ask anybody. Does God have the power to save his son? Yes. Why didn't he save his son? Wasn't a part of the agenda. Wasn't was you said it perfectly, bro? <laughs> real true, real true. I love it because will is agenda. It wasn't on our itinerary. Yeah, it just it just wasn't. You know, we was talking about that earlier. Yeah, a kid can can not understand why we're not doing something for somebody. Yeah, and they trying to figure it out because they like, isn't this the right thing? It's on your agenda. Yeah, but and if it ain't on God's, it was like that in a lot of instances in the Bible. Yeah, Even with Lazarus, like he he could have came and and healed him. They was trying to figure out why he was late. But yeah. what did you have more important than this, Jesus? He wanted to reveal another power. I wanted to show you. Time doesn't rule me. Laws of science and life don't rule me. I work on my own time and in my own power. I do what I want when I want. When you know somebody can do whatever they want. And I meant to put this on Instagram the other day. It always hit different when somebody has the capacity and the opportunity to do something and they just, they choose not to. But every time he healed force, every time he healed. And this is and this is the thing I, I honestly been thinking about and reading about. It's like every instance he worked a miracle and healed. It wasn't even for the people that he healed. It wasn't so Lazarus can 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 live forever. No, because he still wanted to die. Yeah, like he, he. It was to reveal who he is. That's it, and who he wants to be to the people who still did not believe. And I had to question my prayers. Like the reason why we ask for God to heal people ain't so God. It's for us. Yeah, it's not so he can show himself strong, so that others might see his good works and glorify him in heaven. Yeah. No. It's never that. It's not at all. But that's why David killed Goliath. Yeah. He said it before he did it. Yeah. He didn't grab the stone and say, hey, this man don't think I could kill him. God, help me show him I'm not a punk. And God, <laughs> and God did it in a way where we knew it wasn't David. No, it wasn't David. Because anybody would have grabbed the sword. Anybody would have grabbed the sword. Anybody would have put the armor on. And even if the armor didn't fit, they would have still had it on. Because it makes better sense to go in with big armor than no armor. Yeah. Makes better sense to go in with a knife than to go in with a slingshot. Yeah. That's a child's toy. Yeah. Or a shepherd's toy, because that's what they used to fend off the wolves. Yeah. That's why he had it. <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't you don't sit around with five smooth stones because you plan on taking out an army, let alone the biggest guy in the army. Right? Right. It's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. You outnumbered, you outmanned, you outweaponed, right? But that only leaves room for God to show his power. And he only shows it to reveal himself to a people who don't believe. Mm. I believe in God, and I believe so much so that I don't know what he'll do. Yeah. That's the extent of my belief. I don't speak that out of my mouth no more that I believe God will do 
No, I believe God can do anything, including let you die, let her live. You died and you served them. She live and she don't serve them at all. Makes sense to me. God would give her the space and the time and the grace and the mercy to choose him before she leaves the earth and has no longer a choice and take somebody who chose him. Right. Right. These things are not in our power, but the part that is in our power is to bring it back to your question is why don't we see change in people? We number one, we have to change what we want to change in people. And number two, change what we want to do to influence that in them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Number one, let's start with the first thing to change. I want to change people's situations. God wants to change their mind. Yeah. I see a person down bad. I want to get them up good. Right. That ain't what God wants. Not at all. <laughs> like, not at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> not even a little bit. He didn't he didn't want that even for a son. I ain't know he didn't want that for me. I was like, man, I'm cursed. You know what I'm saying? Then I started thinking like, well, I don't serve the Lord. So that's why nothing happened. Then I served the Lord and it's like it got worse. Yeah. Because the only thing worse than being down bad is having the awareness. (laughs) Yeah. When you drunk and, and just high on the obliviousness of life. Yeah. You be really in a bad way. And even when you know you're in a bad way, you don't know how bad you are in a bad way. Right. But when you get to the point where you you get a little bit of God in you and you start understanding things, you start seeing the realities. And then you're in this mo- this weird little purgatory where you see the truth, but you still are f- uh, responding to the truth in a very natural way. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm seeing all the mistakes I made. So the regret is ratcheting up. Like it's get, the regret is getting to the point where it's all I think about. That's how my twenties were. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm starting to be aware of all the failures, yeah, all the balls I dropped. You know, <laughs> all the missed opportunities, all the times where I heard the right thing to do and I didn't listen to it. So all I do is hear my mother in my head all the time. But my response to all of it is very natural. It's regret, shame, it's anger, resentment for myself. That ends up looking like I hate and I'm upset with people, but I'm really not. I'm just upset with myself. Right. Lashing out at people. I'm very hard to be around. Very cantankerous. I mean, you know it. Yeah. If anybody knows you. Right. I'm I'm hard to reason with. People trying to tell me like you can't just be in in your bed all day. You can't just be sad. You can't be down. You got to live. You got to do this. And it's like, what's the use? I ruined it. As if you only get one chance. <laughs> <laughs> I had my chance, Philip. It's done for me. <laughs> now I'm just waiting for the time when it's time to ride out of here. Right? It's a horrible place, but it's that halfway point. Nobody, somebody should have tapped me on the shoulder and said, you're almost there. Yeah, but that's, it, it, that don't leave room for faith. Don't leave room for faith. It, it don't, like, to know the end is coming. I think, I actually think like that in movie theaters. Where, <laughs> where it's getting real tense and I glance at my watch like, oh, okay, it's, 
you know, there's still time for things to to get better. Yeah, this ain't the resolution. This ain't the resolution right here. He's still developing the conflict, so somebody still got room to die and then still come back to life and stuff, all that. But we don't know this. And that's the that's the that's the beauty and the scariest part of this is the fact that we we don't know God's will. That in switches, totality. But that switches to the other part is we gotta know what we're trying to change. And we got to know how we have power to influence. I don't have power over that. I don't have power over time. Or certain outcomes. Or certain outcomes. I have time. We don't have power over time and space. We have power over what we do with our time. And what I do with my time can bear fruit. Yeah. And so, in a way, humans are creators, but not like God. Right. So a human, God creates souls. Humans create beings. Two people come together and they make a baby. Yeah. Right? We consider them to be creators, but creators under a certain auspice or jurisdiction, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Musicians, artists, idea makers, inventors, we all are creating things. Yeah. Under the auspice of something that is reigning over us. Right. So I'm creative, but I I start to see it now like this. Like creativity is just orders from the creator. Yeah, that's it. And you gotta be open to it. To hearing the orders, taking the orders, and then yielding the fruit of that order. But it's not something that just comes from me. No. So I can't say that I have ultimate power. No. But I have a power to have creativity, which is like creation, but not. You know what I'm saying? I'm a creator, but I'm not a creator. Yeah. And in that way, I am a builder. I'm a helper. I'm a healer, but I'm not a healer. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing that we're struggling with is because, first of all, I want to heal people wrong way, and then even when I want to heal them the right way, I don't understand where I, what part I play in healing. Right. And okay with the part that I play, the creed, the 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 adjacent nature of healing. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? So let's put it this way. I like it to think of it like the personal train, the 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 ther- the the physical therapist, right? Mm-hmm. Physical, th- you tore your ACL. The physical therapist is not healing your ACL. They are just helping you do things that promote healing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did, yeah, some people say I don't want to go to the physical therapist today. And it's like, listen, you need somebody to stretch you a certain way, make you move your body in a certain way so that you are doing things correctly so your body doesn't heal the wrong way. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And we've seen people heal the wrong way. Yeah. Sometimes one leg is longer than the other. Yeah. Sometimes they have a limp. Sometimes, you know. My nephew, uh, Solomon, I didn't even know he could bend his thumb all the way back. And he said that. It, it, a ball, it hit it while he was playing basketball at school. 
he knew he dislocated or something and it didn't heal right. Wow. So he can actually send his thumb all the way kind of in the back of his hand. But it healed on its own, but it healed incorrectly. Yeah. It needed to be guided. Do you get what I'm saying? It needs to be put in a splint. It needs to be corrected. It needs to be put in an environment where healing can take place. We don't heal people. God does. But we can be the thing that helps them heal correctly. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> like Some things just heal with time. But if we don't set it right, it doesn't heal right. Right. And I think that the Christian doesn't like that that's its power. Like everybody wants to be Superman, but some people you just, you just the flash. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I'm yeah. okay with that now. I wasn't okay with it before. I wanted the ability like Superman fly, flew around the world in the one movie and turn back time. Yeah. It's like, I, I want to be invincible. I want to have unbelievable strength. I want to be able to turn not water into wine. I want to be able to turn my brother's pain into joy. I want to be able to turn my niece and nephew's discomfort into comfort. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be able to control what happens. And I don't have that power. But I do have a power. Yeah. I'm a prayer. Seems like a lame power, don't it? Nah, it's not. It is compared to what we want. Because we don't see the change. That's why I said the two things. The change we want, we don't see it working with this power that we have. Yeah. Because we want the wrong change. So we don't see the value of the power that we have. When I'm praying, and this is nasty. This is going to be helpful to some people. But when I'm praying... For somebody to be healed, I'm wasting my prayer. Yeah. You, you know, I firmly believe that. I Real church <laughs> matters. I, I firmly believe that on so many levels uh, because I've I've seen it. And it's one of the things in church that we, we kind of sweep under the rug. I've heard people pray all night and scream at God and saying, we, we're thanking you because it's already done. It's already done. You know what's already done? His will. Yeah, and and it's something that we never talk, you know. We, and that person needs prayer. Yeah, but we gotta we wasting our prayers. We're not giving them the right the the right prayers. We're not operating in the right way. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you tell me what you what do you think? You've been sick before. You just had COVID. Yeah, I did. What type of prayers you needed? Uh, honestly. Uh, <laughs> If you, if you had to if you had to tell somebody what to pray for what you had to uh, so I would say we should be praying that those who are sick get closer to God period that they develop a stronger relationship with God real church time. matters yeah because it can at this period of time if it goes south they need to be close to him yeah if it don't go south Either way, they need, they to, be need close. to be close to him. That you can't lose with that. Can't lose with it, bro. But but to give people and and, I, and honestly, like it gives it gives people false hope. Yes, it does because it makes it don't even allow them to grasp the seriousness of the situation. Yeah, remember they um one of the reasons why Watchmen is one of my favorite movies 
is Dr. Manhattan was all powerful, all knowing, and he didn't understand why he didn't influence the things that was happening in the world. Why he didn't stop things anymore. He stopped one war, but he could have stopped so many. And they were like, why are you not stopping things anymore? He's like, what's the use? Why am I saving y'all? You're evil people. I'm watching what you do. He's like, I'm sitting up here watching what y'all do every every day. Maybe this is what's best. It's a miseducation. I, I remember being sick in the hospital when I was young and I asked mom some really hard questions, even as a child. Uh, and she gave me a, I said, <laughs> I said, hey, am I going to die? And all the answers she gave me wasn't like the, the you know, there's a such thing as Santa Claus type answer. It was <laughs> yeah. like, you know, if if you do die, you know, God is still going to be here with you. He's like, you know, he, <laughs> you'll be with him. And, those those things we we shy away from because I don't know why, even during this COVID stuff, I don't know why we we don't deem leaving here as precious, precious, or even a plan for God because we don't plan for that plan. Do you know what I'm saying? Every day that we live, we're not moving with the understanding that we got to go there. I've never seen somebody say. Watch a person be sick and say I've heard God say He's about to leave here He's about to transition Bro <laughs> Let me tell you this I've heard people Who have 401ks Speak From a level of comfort One should only have If they know where they're going next These jokers just know that They got enough money for the next 30 years. They don't know. If they got enough in the tank. For eternity. But they so calm. So comfortable. So secure. Why? Because we're creating an environment where. We're not even understanding the aim. Yeah. I don't love them enough. I don't. And, and I'm going to be. I'm, I mean. I'm going to be honest. D- these are things I think about. Like I don't. I don't I don't love God enough to to where I I just like everybody want to go to heaven but nobody want to go to heaven like I can't see like when I picture myself being with God yeah. forever I'm not thinking I'm my thoughts aren't proper yeah so so let me let me help you out with it everybody want to go to heaven but nobody want to get to heaven. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like um, everybody want to go to wherever, but they don't want to do what it takes to get there. Because it's a mind as well. If I have to leave this place, yeah, I might as well go there. It's the second best thing. Yeah. So shout out to, I'm not going to say her name, but literally she, she said, I need this job. I want this job. She get the job. They say, Mandatory vaccinations. So you don't really want to do what it takes to keep the job because you don't want to take a vaccine. Which is better than what she was. This this job will take you to a place that you couldn't get without the job. Yeah. But the job is requiring something of you that means you would have to let go of some things that you believe. Yeah. Right? Right. 
That's us in a nutshell. Yeah. To get to heaven, I have to be a certain thing. Yeah. I have to accept a certain thing and I have to let go of a few things. That's why it's easier to believe heaven is something else. It fits me. Yeah, that fits you. Because it's the it's the right sedative that helps me make it through these times and we'll let the rest just fall where it may. And that's scary for me. I, you know, I I hate I hate even on, I mean on a carnal level like even doing jobs and just hoping the inspection go right. Yeah. Or or just hoping like I'm, I don't like leaving nothing to chance. Yeah. I, I but don't. here's the thing, like I've gotten to the point maybe I'm just the Danny Glover of this whole lethal weapon here. But I just am so tired of the heaven talk because it's has since I was a kid it's been used as the carrot. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. It's like you go fishing and somebody tell you, hey, you need to use these type of bait. And then you sit there all day after you spent money on that bait and didn't catch nothing. It's, it's not enough. So it's, everybody's dangling heaven. like, And it's not enough to get you there. Bro, the, the want to go isn't enough to get you there. It's like, let's deal with the fact that right now on Earth, Earth and everything that's connected to us and around us is suffering a torment because it lacks God. We ain't even getting to heaven yet. We're not getting to heaven or hell yet. Yes, mm-hmm. eternal damnation awaits those who don't receive Jesus and walk according to his scriptures. I don't even like saying receive Jesus. Y'all church people, y'all ruin all these words for me. When I say them out loud, they just sound icky. <laughs> like, I don't even like saying love. Because people disrespected love so much. But, but you know, you got you to gotta take, take the words back. You got to take them back. So, let's take them back. <laughs> I don't want to say receive Jesus. I want to say those who receive, believe in him enough to obey him. Yeah. Heaven is for you. Those who believe him enough to follow him. Heaven is for you. Those who believe him enough to drop whatever they were and whatever they were doing, like the disciples, and follow him. Do you know what I'm saying? If we even was posed with the situation, let, let, just, just use this as a litmus test to know if you're going to heaven or not. If you wouldn't leave the job that you were trained to do, your livelihood, to follow Jesus, that's very simple. Yeah. If if you wouldn't, you know, whatever we are, you know, I know what I am. I'm a business owner. You're a business owner. Yeah. If Jesus showed up and said, drop it all and follow me. I have to. I'd have to work that out in my heart. But I know that whatever, being honest with myself, whatever I would choose, lets me know where I'm going. It do. Yeah. Because that's it. That's all he asking for from us. He asking us to drop things that are harder to drop than our jobs. Yeah. Right? Right. You Guys, everybody get to work. And I'm, you need to work. And you're not going to heaven just because you work in church. Make sure I say that. Real church matters. You're going to heaven because you follow the word of God. You obey it and you don't miss one part of it. Yeah. That's what makes us going to heaven. And did we put nothing greater than that? And anything that comes against that, we throw it away. 
Like that young lady is going to have to throw away her beliefs about vaccines. And her response was to sell my soul. She used those words. Sell my soul to the government. They just want to put a needle in you with some stuff in there. Even if it is nefarious and bad for you, it only hurts your body. It has nothing to do with your soul. It's just, it's just, what are we, what are we going to buy, buy into? Like, if we, if we not buying into anything medical, don't buy into anything medical. Why, why take blood pressure medicine? Why take heart medicine? Why even take Tylenol? Why take any, anything that, that, are, you know, the medical physicians are pushing? Like, and I don't want to make it about vax, vax versus not vax, but I, like, no, this, this is my third week. make it belief. about it. Like, if, if you, it, if you're going to believe something, believe it wholeheartedly. That's my just my biggest thing with the whole. That's why I'm anything. bringing it up. Like, if, if you're you, going to believe it, believe it. And guess what? Some of the things that y'all say y'all believe don't afford you the right to live in a capitalistic society. You need to catch a plane. Yeah, it's just you need to get out of here. It's just if we're not getting back. Go to go, go to Botswana. Go somewhere else. Where you don't have to, because when you talk about you don't want to be catering to the government, you, they, the FDA approves what, how your food is prepared. Well, everything, but that's everything, but, but that's what, that's what I mean. It's about agency like, for everything. Every, every single thing. They're in and, charge of it. They are, they are the, the, the gatekeepers, the oversight. They are, they're the ones that you're trusting to have looked over the meat, looked over your car. Looked over this, looked over that. You you hand your money over to the bank. Some of y'all, you should have a you should have a mattress full of money. But like anything else, and, and even with Christianity, it's the same thing. We we can we can fight, we can fight this thing. But when things happen, if 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 I don't want to get vaccine and then I get COVID, who you think I'm calling? I'm getting rushed to the hospital to those people that's shooting people up with vaccines. Yeah, bro. This is the sick, twisted part of this world. People will run that around in their head, the fact that you said that, and out of sheer spite and stubbornness, they won't even give you the pleasure of doing that. What, going there? Crying out to God. They'll just die quietly. Because it shows you what they care about, what they value. He said, he, he says in the scriptures and Proverbs, he said the, the, the wicked, spiteful man, the stubborn man, the prideful man, he said his way is destruction, is death. It's death. But it's people that prideful, bro. It's people that know they need God and out of their mouth, they'll say, I don't believe in him. And my thing is, if you don't believe in God, what do you believe in? Because I know people who don't believe in nothing, including themselves. And then I know people who believe in themselves, but have never proven themselves to be worthy of belief. All they've done is let themselves down every single day. It's crazy. And they still believe. Try believe God once and they say he ain't real. Because they tried to suss something from God that you can't get by just believing in him. You have to actually allow that power you want to work for you to work in you. So I can say I want love in my life, but if I'm not allowing his love to change me, I'll never receive that love. Even if I've run into a loving person. Yeah. Because we literally can turn a loving person into a hateful person. 
Absolutely. We do have that power. Yeah. Well, we have that. Right? Yeah, we have a lot of power. Yeah. I think sometimes we confuse the two two powers uh, because sometimes we, we feel so powerless to the things that we can't change that we destroy the things that we can. We misinterpret our powers. Yeah. We, even when they say death and life is the power of the tongue, and there's people out here thinking they can speak things into existence. No, that's not what it means. What it does mean is that you can introduce the environment to a playground for Satan or a place where God can work. Yeah. I've seen people turn whole rooms into a place of spitefulness and hatred just by being gossipy. Yeah. Just by being incendiary, just by being argumentative. And then they get mad when they like, I don't, I, nobody bang with me. All you do when you come in the room is be confrontational. Argumentative. Once you do that, you set an environment where only Satan can work. Yeah. That's what it means death and life is in the power of the tongue. You literally can change the environment, but you can't change the situation. Are we okay changing the environment, bro? We have to be. We should be, because it's our only power. You want the power to influence your children. The only way you can influence them is through changing the environment. You put an environment in which God can reign instead of Satan. Literally, if you don't move in the right way, you open them up to be susceptible to things and to dig deeper into things they're already susceptible to. Right? Yeah. Our mother and father ran a tight ship, right? Right. And still things seeped in. Mm-hmm. And they could have been worse than they were. They had to fight to maintain an environment. They had to use their power correctly. Right? Right. Peter and Paul said, he said, silver and gold have I not. Such as, such as I have, I give to you. Right? We don't have money all the time. We don't always have it to give to people even when we do have it. But we do have something to give people. And we touched on one of them. We said the power of prayer. Right? Right. The power of fellowship. It matters. I know things that matter because I know Satan works overtime to disprove or discredit those things in people's hearts. (laughs) The first thing people will tell you is prayer don't work. Right. I, that's an agenda. Yeah. Of Satan. Mission accomplished. The second thing they tell you is fellowship don't work. It's hard to be so critical of the church because it sounds like I'm on the side of people who don't see the power of fellowship. Right. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. And I so wish that the church reflected that fellowship. But even if it doesn't, I still have a responsibility to wield the power of fellowship by connecting with all the people in my life. You, all my siblings, all the people that that come in and out of my life to connect with one another, to fellowship truly, to have the conversations that we have. Right. To challenge one another, to ask the questions, the hard questions, to really answer those questions. One of the frustrating things about talking to church people is I never got a straight answer. When I asked the question, they answered it according to what they didn't want me to do. They would fashion the question to make it 
so that I was clear of what they didn't want me to do. Yeah, and that's it's hard. It's hard to give people to to give people awareness of the power they have, but also try to keep them under the constraints of not having any power. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's the, one of the most toughest things that I've seen in and church. You, and you're a father, oh, so yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, and you're gonna have to deal with it as they get to teenagers. Yeah, I because I, I, I want them to talk. I want them to understand the freedom, the freedom. But I don't want them to abuse it, and I don't want to lie to them either. Right. And a lot of times, in you know, even in church, that's what happens. Yeah, they they, they try to assort of authority or to make it seem like. You can't get this without yeah. going through me. Yeah. And it makes it, it, it just makes the whole entity weird. Yeah. But, hey, I I honestly think that God is that's, starting that's to make That's us things. misusing our power. Yeah. Because fellowship is, is so powerful that, as the scripture says, bad company corrupts good character. Right. Everybody want to act like they're not influenceable. Everybody is. Everybody is. If I'm not influencing you, you're influencing me. Yeah. It's a back and forth. It's a constant thing because fellowship is powerful. Yeah. Prayer is powerful. Our words are powerful. Right? Right. All of these things are our power. None of those things are sexy. Yeah. Because they can't change things in a single bound. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference between being God who can make a tree and a farmer who can plant a fruit. It only took God seven days to create everything on this earth. It take a farmer seven months. <laughs> That's crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the work that we do is not the work of the ground. It's the work of the heart. Yeah. It might take seven years. Yeah. It might take 70 years. Right? Right. But it takes time. And half the time people think that they're not doing it. Because they they stop before it's time. You got to put the time in. You have to. You got to see it's a power. Know that the power works. And do it even if you don't see the result of it. That's power. We only want the power that has an immediate effect. I told you, I said, the sucky thing about being a minister at a young age, you live long enough to see these young people hear everything you have to say and live the exact opposite to their own detriment. Every time. Every time. Every time. So I didn't live to see three different generations, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? It, but it's 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 tough because even even growing up, uh, and even a lot of peers that I grew up in church with, uh, mm-hmm. I watched them battle the same things I battle. Uh, but they, it's almost like they they don't they just don't have the resources around them to get out of, get out of it. I see them trying to make heads or tails of things, but. They trying to figure out another way. Yeah. And, and I want to say this before we close out to everybody, because I've been young before. I'm old now. I've never seen a righteous forsaken. But I have seen 
people know the way of righteousness and still hold out hope there is another way. It's like you watch and you live long enough to actually watch people. It's like you see a mouse. You know, saying you one of the ways is blocked that he used to, and you see him try to figure it out. He just keep going to every corner. He's just trying to find a crack, find some point of entry that he can go in another way. The only reason I have this reference point in my head is because you know we had some mice at the church, and we filled the hole up with that stuff. Yeah. And I'm sitting there making music and stuff late at night, and all of a sudden I see him, and he's great, go through his usual way, and it's blocked now. And I seen him turn around, and he dart back over, and he came right back again. It's like it was first. He's like almost like these first three times, he's just trying to process the fact that the way that he want to go, is blocked. It's blocked. He's like, I gotta find another way. Gotta find another way. That's what people's lives be. We telling them, hey, this is the way. And he's, Jesus said it's the only way. Yeah. But it's the only way to him. And they don't want him. Right? No. <laughs> I think that's the hardest thing about church is like we teaching the way. But our way is in the way of what is. On their way. Yeah. We're an obstacle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here, you talking to me about all this. Tell me how God going to help me be successful. Because that's all that matters. That's all that matters. He don't give us the power to operate in that way. Oh, and I think the, the the curse of it is a lot of those people never get a chance to see that it's not even fulfilling. They're chasing something, and I and I, sometimes I just wish people could chase it, obtain it, just to understand that hey, this this ain't it. Yeah, the only problem with that, bro, is what we was talking about earlier. Like hindsight is powerful. Yeah, but everybody don't come out the other side whole. Oh, so you get what I'm saying? So like, I wish. I could do that to everybody. Like, I want you to see this, have this, and know so you can know it doesn't fulfill you. But some people die off that stuff. Yeah, only God knows. Like, <laughs> only only yeah. God knows what people could go through. Right. And what's going to make them, like, honor, or like, you know, honor yeah. his will. But he gave us own. the cheat sheet. So you don't even have to go through it. You can subscribe to insight and never have to deal with hindsight. Yeah. And and that's what we was talking about earlier. That's what I value. But it's like ultimately, it's like uh, one person ate a salad, the other person ate McDonald's. Both of the people say they full, but only one of the people is fulfilled. Yeah. Only one of the people got what their body needed. Yeah. Both of them feel like they got what their body needed because they full. Only one person actually got what their body needed. Wow. Do you get what I'm saying? That's the difference between being filled with things and being fulfilled with things. Do you know what I'm saying? That's the difference between having things and having fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah, that's the tricky part. That's what we're saying. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to bash money because money fulfills something. 
It just, the thing that it fulfills doesn't fulfill us. You know what I mean? I literally hear, there's like, it's picking up signal somewhere, some radio or something. For real? Yeah, it's hilarious. I knew I heard something faintly, but then I, it sounded like, a, it's actually like a Spanish music. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, I think it's the cool. first time we did a pod, I mean, podcast this late. Yeah, yeah, I think we in, um, we in scary hours right now. <laughs> yeah, But but it's it's sad that you know people have to don't understand the difference between fulfillment or even care that is that that they're not fulfilled. Yeah. So you end up just chasing things, thinking that it fulfills you. Yeah, and then and then you realize that you you just wanted to, to look fulfilling to everybody else. Yeah. And it's 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 never that. Like I I watch people go on journeys, have kids or or like set out to be something. Yeah. And wind up next time you see them, they so far from that. I was watching a, a, a documentary and the lady said it and it was so profound because it was the first woman I heard say it. And she said she realized something with all the men she had been with, she realized that they were a Achieving something on top of her that she wasn't a part of. Like, <laughs> she's like, like people say it take two to have sex, and she's like, no, not really. I, I was being used for someone's enjoyment, but I wasn't really a part of it. Yeah. She's like, it was happening to me, it was happening in me, but it was happening without me. You know what I'm saying? And she, for her to, to share that, I thought it was profound. Is that realization? She's like, I realized then that I wanted someone to involve me in this, and that that is love. And I don't know if I'll find it. She's she's like, I don't know if I find. It. I know that it's not that. To be used. She was like literally. You could consider this to be a form of masturbation. Just as I'm their hand. Do you go? Yeah. That is the difference between. Moving in this world. With fulfillment. And moving in this world. To have things. It's like you're constantly moving. You're constantly taking. Using. But it's all to heap upon yourself. Correct. No one is ever really present to you, and you're never present. Everyone is a means to an end. Yeah. Even God. Even God. And so that's that thing that we we chase and we feel the emptiness of, and I see other people feeling the emptiness of, and the only time they, to take it back to the beginning of the park, is the only time they ask, where's the power, is when it's time to fix the mess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's even with me, it's something I never, I never asked going through it. But yeah, after the fact, yeah. when you realize, like, look at the damage, look at the damage, and look like, how can I be connected to such great power? And and it get this this be the results. There's devastation everywhere. Yeah, and like I said, you first. 
Yeah. Everything around us, all the devastation around us changes when we are no longer devastated. Right. The devastation of our hearts, our minds. Devastation is never did no one else ever sees. It's worse than whatever people can see in our lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always worse. It's always worse. Sometimes people say it too. They're like, if you only knew what was in my mind, you wouldn't think I was as bad. You don't know if I what I wanted to do. I believe them. Right. I believe you. I know what you did. I know what you wanted to do. I know that it is worse in your head. And we shouldn't be okay with that. Shouldn't be. You know? Us first. Take care of our minds. We let the power of God get us right. And then we start seeing where our power lies. And we trust that power to do the work. Yeah. To do the real work. I ain't trying to change people. I did that for an early part of my ministry. I just was trying to change kids. Miss real opportunity to engage with them. By trying to change them. By trying to change them. That's church. That's not my power. It's not the church power either. Yeah. Can't scare them straight. Can't flip them straight. Can't stand them up in church and make them do right. That's one of the things I've I, I seen uh, how Jesus dealt with the disciples. Like, never was he like, he was just dealing with each person in each situation based upon, I'm just going to show you what's right. I'm not going to tell you who you, like, I'm not going to deal with whether you're good or bad or whether you need to change who you are. I'm going to ask you to change. I'm just going to ask you to change. Just yeah. ask you. And he, they volunteer. They volunteer. They, and, and he come back and remind them, hey, you volunteer. Yeah. Let's get to work. Yeah. And that only even worked. You can only remind people who want to be reminded. It's true. You can only hold accountable to people who want to be held to an account. Yeah. I think often about, like, I, I say this all the time. It's like, what might be one's temptation is another's opportunity. That's right. It's all about perspective. and It's all about what we regard and who we regard. Yeah. Obedience over audience. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's basically... What I what I gather all the time, even about making decisions, I, I don't want to be out here just making decisions based upon me, or I don't want to tell people like, hey, you know, govern governing yourself as I would do, or whatever. I on I honestly at this point in my life, I tell people like, if you want to get God's power, you have to connect to God. You can't connect to me. Like, you can't connect to me. Let him do the greatest work in you. And he could do the, the, all the rest of his light work. That's why I said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And all these things will be added. Everything that people are seeking and wanting, it comes into correction when we allow him to guide us. When we want to just guide God like he's a maid and say, clean here, clean here, fix here, fix here. We're never going to point to us and say, make us right. Yeah, we. It, it has to be. It has to be us first. It has to. You first. It has to because me first. That, that's that's why the power don't exist. That's why I don't see power. I don't see power because, like, you see flawed people trying to make other people perfect. Yeah, and <laughs> and and but that's 
but that's the the crux of it all. It's just like, and what made me ask that question is because I was seeing everything around me crumble, and I would point at everything around me, as opposed to saying, you know, if I'm connected to God and I have this power, I can't keep making excuses to why there's there's this much corruption. And like when I say corruption, when I say trouble, when I say all of those things, I'm not talking about the things that come with making a stance for our beliefs or for God. I'm talking about the stuff we heap upon ourselves just by being disobedient. It creates these spaces of dissatisfaction and unwell. Like it has little to do with the world and has little to do with our physical bodies, but we just don't be right in our head. It just stuff don't sit right with us no more. It don't feel right. We can't even function into the wrong that we want to do no more. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, nothing nothing is fulfilling. Nothing. When you get to that point, you you kind of close to the end zone now. You yeah. where David was. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? He's, yeah. You just disillusioned. Yeah. What I does mean, it all it's, matter? It's, it's what I felt in the last week or two. It's a good place It's a good place if you If we are doing what we're supposed to do And that's the other thing about knowing the power of prayer Because we said it in the conversation I can't be saddened When these are the things I pray for Do you know what I mean? I literally prayed For my brother To know the fullness of God took me a long time to get to the point where I'm not praying for him to be anything. To do anything. But just know something. Right. That frustrates people. I don't want nobody to know nothing. I want them to act right. I want them to be right. Yeah, but if you really believed in the power of God, then you know knowing God changes everything. Okay. No different than knowing something about a person changes everything. Yeah. Let you let you find. <laughs> nah, really. Yeah, let you find out they do something. It changed the way you look at. Them. I found. I remember finding out something about somebody, and I was like, "Serrat, Serrat." Yeah. Navy around. He was trying to shake my hand. I'm like, Nah, man. Nah, man. I don't want that hand. I know something about you. It's a, it's a heavy thing when you know, but it can be flipped in reverse. It can be for good. When you know God, you taste and see. It messes everything else up. I'm, I'm a mess. I'm a wreck. I still got that written in my notes. I don't know how to fit it into a song. But he messed me up. Yeah. Messed me up. I can do everything everybody else could do. But it hit different. Yeah, because you can't unknow that. Can't unknow it. You can't go back to be ignorant because ignorant is to be without. Knowledge. And we're not talking about knowing like like people say. Uh, you know, I, I sometimes it popped in my head what Mama told me or what Daddy told me or what Grandma told me, or what Pastor told me. I'm not talking about knowing that in that way. I'm talking about when you know. Yeah. When you taste and see. Yeah. He said, you got to be a special type of person. Taste this and go back to vomit. Yeah, it's 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 tough. I mean, it becomes. 
It's like it going back to vegetables after drinking uh, soda. You know what I'm saying? A kid get a taste of that sweetness. Yeah. Don't bring those dog on puree carrots no more. You let me chase a chicken nugget. You know what I mean? Like once we taste and see that the Lord is good, literally going to anything else is like it's all habit now. It's not even pleasure. Yeah. It's like habitual. It's like it's just weird. It's weird. That's why certain drugs are like that to me. Like when you look at people on heroin, lost their teeth, don't even got veins to shoot it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they in a place in their minds. Like, what do they even do? They can see it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like at the beginning when it's fresh, fresh and covert. They can still hide it. They can see it. We can see it. They can't stop. That's crazy. You said that. Actually, some somebody approached me today. She's like probably a heroin. Well, she was high on something. And like physically, like you know, body real skinny and stumbling around. And she had a whole conversation about the vaccine, and booster shots, and you know, it was just it freaked me out because I'm like, why do you care? <laughs> yeah, you putting that stuff that's uh, also made by the government. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's just, <laughs> it's just you know, it, it, that that type of stuff that like walk, the walking irony sometimes the audacity. It, it 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 bothered me because she she said she said could, she asked me was I a contract? I said yeah I'm actually just leaving the hospital. She's like they in there messing people up, and I was like. Oh. Now you should go in there And whether you want to or not When somebody finds you on the ground They're going to carry you there Yeah absolutely absolutely, Bro this is a good conversation Um, I know people are listening Like you've been playing the end music For the last 10 minutes But I don't know what type of Spanish that is yeah. So I'm trying to. I was trying to drown it out. Oh man, because <laughs> I don't want us to be talking about this. And then, Lord knows what the song was. You know what yeah. I mean. So I just got the beat playing underneath, so it drowns it out. But I appreciate you, bro. Um, hopefully it was helpful. No, it was helpful. It was good. Okay. I'm like I. I treat these like I treat the music. If I like it. It's good. Yeah, it was it was a good conversation. Uh, I mean, it's it's always helpful f- for me, especially where I'm at right now. I'm just trying to trying to uh, calibrate, calibrate, and find the answers to the questions that people really don't ask. Did you never thought to ask? Yeah. It, it takes times like this to bring you to those places. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's good. Real Church Matters, episode one eighty eight. You first. God bless.